Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. One question before us today, everybody, and that is this. Can my realtor help me purchase a FISBO? When a buyer can't find the type of home that they are looking for on the open market, it's not uncommon for them to look elsewhere for a home, including off-market properties or so-called FISBOs. Today, we talk about how your realtor can help you purchase a FISBO. Now... The realtor, the real estate expert who can leap tall fizzbos in a single bound, Mr. Jason Wilcox. My name's Lou Lombardi, by the way. Welcome, Jason. Welcome, Lou Lombardi. It is the Really Real Estate, Really Real Real Estate Podcast. And how are you, my friend? Oh, I am just, I am absolutely glorious. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Boy, I'm glorious. Wow. Yes. Just any more wonderful if I, I what i normally say is if i were any uh i'm just so peachy if i were any more peachy i'd be crap in pits but i feel like that's a little a little intense for this podcast as we try to keep it pg <laughs> all right we got it so jason is feeling just very peachy today and uh yes. we have a so we have a peachy real estate uh, advisor uh, and he who is ready to talk to you guys about fizzbos and um it's a funny word it is not a word it's an uh it's a, an acronym fsbo and uh, i'm sure mr jason is going to f- tell us what fsbo stands for it does not stand for fred snyder's body odor right it close you are so <laughs> close so close I can taste it, but I feel like if we're talking about body odor, that maybe not be the best phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are talking today about the ever-loving, ever-adorable for sale by owners. It is exactly what the name implies. It is owners who own their own property who are trying to stupidly sell it on their own without the help of a licensed professional. They are trying to do it on their own, all by their lonesomes, no help whatsoever. So if you were interested in a for sale by owner, you would not go to their agent. They don't have one. You would go directly to them uh, to discuss seeing the house, touring the house, making an offer on the house. And then if the offer goes under contract, going to closing uh, with them. They don't have an agent that represents them. So that's what we are talking about today. Um, Looking at for sale by owners is something that has always been a common trait amongst buyers. Um, It has especially been more common lately due to the fact that we are low on inventory. When we are low on inventory in the open market, open market means, you know, those sellers who have hired an agent, the agent has put their house on the MLS out to the public, out on all those major websites that you love to peruse at three in the morning when you can't sleep like Zillow and realtor.com and Trulia. Uh, The, the, 
that's the open market. Um, and when we are low on inventory on the open market, we have to look elsewhere. And that includes off-market properties and for sale by owners. So right now, it is very common to look at for sale by owners and uh, possibly consider um, that avenue for purchasing a home. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but I have had great success uh, in the past with buyers of mine buying for sale by owners. And that's why we're going to talk about it today. Okay, but just because the house that you want to buy is a for sale by owner, that doesn't rule out that you can't have your realtor, your realtor, right? You can have, you have your own real, so you can have your own realtor represent you in a FISBO situation. Correct. Yes. Okay. You can still have your representation. It's no difference than if somebody would want to aid in their own defense um, <laughs> in, in, a, in a court of, of, of common pleas. It is highly, uh, not advised, but a, a a defendant or a plaintiff has a right to um, self-represent themselves. And this is no different. But if a defendant represents themselves on their own, doesn't mean that the plaintiff still can't have their own attorney. It's the same thing here. Just because the seller's on their own doesn't mean that the buyer can't have their own representation um, as well. Exactly. Exactly. So how would it, how does that work then? So what's really interesting about a for sale by owner is that from a buyer's perspective, it doesn't look all that much different because at the end of the day, that buyer is still going to go through their realtor. Uh, their realtor is going to uh, you know, set up the showing for them. Their, um, their realtor is going to be on the showing with them, even if the seller is there toying the property with them. And then if the buyer wants to make an offer, the, the, the listing or the buyer's agent is going to write up the offer, present it to the seller. If it gets accepted, that buyer's agent is going to walk them through the home inspection, the appraisal, and just all the different steps that it takes to get to closing. So ironically, from a buyer's standpoint, it doesn't change that much. What is changed is everything for the buyer's agent, because okay. the buyer's agent is no longer going through the the seller's agent they are going to the seller directly and um the the nicest way i can put it is it's kind of like working with a fourth grader if they were asked to teach <laughs> high school algebra that's kind of the nicest way i can put it <laughs> <laughs> so the buyer's agent has to reach out to the seller to set up the showing. They have to present the offer to the seller. Um, and then they work directly with the seller if the offer is accepted to getting it to closing, setting up the inspection, setting up the appraisal, and so on and so forth. So it's really more of a change uh, for the, the the buyer's agent. But don't worry, we're paid the exact same. Everybody um, in any industry you know, whenever they've got to do something with, you know, another, you know, anytime you have to work with somebody, you know, partner up with somebody in a situation, because essentially that's what's happening is yeah. the, the, this uh, seller's realtor and the buyer's, buyer's realtor, like kind of like getting their heads together, like to make this deal happen. Okay. Right. So, so the, so the buyer's realtor, like he's used to, Jason's used to working with other professionals. Even if, yes. even if you saw, we understand that some of those professionals are not completely on the up and up, but at least they know basic real estate procedures, et cetera. So I think what you're hearing in Jason's voice <laughs> is like, <laughs> okay, so now yeah. I've got to like, kind of like, I have to like 
not only am I going to like be help, you know, shepherding my my clients through this thing, these other people that don't know their ass from the hole in the ground right. about how to what to do with real estate, I'm going to kind of have to guide them as well because you know, so like so instead of making a kind of a little easier situation where both you know both realtors they you know da, 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 they know the lingo etc. <clears throat> think about all the stuff that you've learned. We've all learned uh, working with Jason on this podcast, right? And just how much there, you don't have retained all that stuff either. Like, I mean, you know, it's uh, 70 episodes. <laughs> but what, Jason? There was a pretty big instruction manual that came with learning real estate that you had to really learn and all kind of tests, right? Is that what oh, you're saying? Yeah. Exactly. So, so, I'm still asking questions so five think, years later. So you got to imagine this is what you're going to be dealing with when you when you approach a for sale by owner. You're working with people that probably have almost no understanding of the real ins and outs of real estate. So yep. but because you hired Jason. You definitely are at a great advantage. And and Jason, you do jump in and help help these folks out. I know that you do. Yes, yes. Well, and, and part of it is that and what makes my job tougher is I'm still a licensed realtor. So I still have my legal obligations uh, of fiduciary duty to my clients. And so I have to make sure things are getting done. Like just because the seller isn't being represented doesn't mean we can just go, oh, there's no seller disclosure. No, real estate seller disclosure law says that the buyer has to be provided with a seller disclosure prior to making an offer on a home. Well, again, you hit the nail on the head, Lou. When I'm working with a listing agent, the listing agent knows to get the seller disclosure filled out by the seller. Seller doesn't know that. I got to go to the seller. I got to get it filled out, bring it back, present it to, to so my buyer. Like, so it's like double work for you. <laughs> exactly. The seller doesn't know that there's a die test or a camera test or an occupancy permit. They don't realize they got to get the payoff information uh, for their loan. They don't realize they have to give the title company the, their social security number so the, the the title company can do a judgment search on them. It's not a scam. You know, We're not trying to steal their life savings from them. There's all these things that have to be done. And so I'm essentially doing double duty. And oh, by the way, I'm trying to do this while explaining to my buyers, hey, look, I still work for you, but I have to be in constant communication with the sellers to make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing so that we can get you to close. Yeah, this darn thing gets done. So what should uh, say, you know, say somebody calls you up, they listen to this podcast and they, they say, Hey, Jason, you know, we want to work with you, but really the only house we're really interested in is this one that Joe, Joe Smith is selling, you know, in Houston. <laughs> He's got one of them signs up in the yard. House for sale. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we really it. like the house and it's like, you know, we can't really find anything. It's, you know, it appears to might be in our price range. Um, so, so what, what should they be looking out for when they, when, when they get into a situation? Um, so if you're looking into buy, uh, into buying a FISBO, there's a couple of key aspects I like all buyers to take away. First off, make sure your realtor, if it's not me, make sure your realtor is detail-oriented because um, they've got to make sure that they're double-dutying as far as making sure that the sellers are doing what they need to do prior to closing. Again, getting the camera test, the die test, the occupancy permit done if they're required by the borough. You know, Have they turned in all their information to the title company? Have they gotten the title company there? Um, their their payoff letters so they know what mortgage needs need to be paid off. You know, um, are they turning off the utilities in their name for the day of closing? Did they get you the utilities? Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. While I'm also trying to take care of 
my own clients and making sure that my buyers are getting their home inspections done and getting you know their things into the lender for their loan and all that other stuff. So it's really important to make sure that you've got a realtor who's detailed oriented so that nothing falls through the cracks. Yeah. Um, the second thing is you definitely have to get a home inspection. I say that because most sellers don't like the seller disclosure to, to begin with. They're like, ah, my house is fine. It's been fine for 20 years, just still standing. What, what, nothing wrong with it. Um, and then when they don't have a listing agent chirping in there going, no, you need to disclose, 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 disclose. There's a chance there's not going to be a whole lot of information on that seller disclosure. So you need to get a home inspection uh, to make sure that you have your own licensed professional going through the home to make sure that everything's okay. Um, and finally, please, please, please make sure you hire a local reputable title company because just as much as I'm rolling my eyes uh, when I hear for sale by owner, so is the title company because the title company knows they're gonna have to be chasing the seller for all the information that the listing agent would normally give. Um, so you wanna make sure that you have a local reputable title company that it's kind of, it's kind of like when, when, when you know mom's out for a night on the town and it's just dad babysitting, but uncle comes over over to kind of tag team. It's kind of the same situation. You want a local <laughs> reputable title company who's going to make sure they're detail oriented and do their due diligence so that nothing falls through the cracks on their end. Since again, there's no listing agent there to really observe what's going on. Okay. Okay. That all makes total sense. Now the question is though, you still have to get paid. Yes. Don't you? No, you yes. don't. You don't get paid. You do it for free. I do it for free. Yes, I work completely for free. Yep, yep. And 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 when I do work for free, the IRS is like, don't worry, you don't owe us any taxes. My bills say, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay us back this month. The lender's like, don't worry about your mortgage. It's all fine. But seriously, so somebody's got to pay the realtor commission. How does that work? The lawyer's best answer. It depends. Um, that is something that is usually negotiated at the time of the offer being presented. I've done it both ways. Some sellers who are looking to save a commission are only looking to save it on the listing side, they're still more than happy to pay a percentage to a buyer's agent. It's just they would rather pay two and a half, three, three and a half percent versus five, six, seven percent. So sometimes you get lucky and the, the seller's still willing to pay for it. However, if they're not and they say, no, I'm not paying a commission whatsoever, um, or they'll say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll pay you $500 of your, for your time, you know, because you're going to work on this file for the next two months. Let me give you $500 for your troubles. Um, then, then the the buyers and I are going to have to have a conversation about how we want to approach that because it may be that the buyers have to pay for it and we have to make sure that they have space in their, um, in their um, funds to be able to cover that additional expense in their closing costs. Okay. All right. All right. So um, you mentioned earlier that you have some experience in this realm. So do you want to share something uh, with the, uh, with your fans? Yes. Yes. So I have two, two things. The first is I can tell you that I have successfully closed two for sale by owners um, with buyers who are purchasing for sale by owners. So I've done it before. Um, it's not my favorite thing in the world to do, but it's, it's, it's out there. It's always a possibility. We can make it happen. So I've had success. But the one story I like to tell is this. I had a for sale by owner um, that I sold to buyers of mine a couple years ago. And it's the it's the reason why I love um, talking about for sale by owners. I always say that for sale by owners are um, dumb enough to think they're smart enough to be able to do this. <laughs> uh, 
And, you know, any, any, any seller that wants to do this wants to get in to save a commission. So, you know, they want to save the 3% that they were going to pay the, the realtor on a $150,000 house. So, you know, we're talking what $4,500. Okay. So you want to save the $4,500. Well, what happened was, was my, my buyers and I came up with an offer that we thought was a fair starting offer. And I emphasize the word starting offer. We came in something ridiculously low. We came in with like 10,000 under, and we asked for like 5,000 seller assist. We were fully ready to negotiate, ready to to, to see what we could do. And uh, about a day later, she goes, yeah, okay, I think I'm good. I think I'll take this. I was like, all right, well, just here's where you need to sign. And she signed. So she didn't offer uh, any counter. So already she's 15 in the hole because she got 10 under plus $5,000. And, and I, these are rough numbers. I mean, I'm just recalling them off gotcha, the top of my yeah. head. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, $10,000 off the asking price and 5000 Well, then the home inspection came along and there were a couple of items that needed to be fixed. So I think there were two or three grand worth of things that she had to fix. So she's down another two or three grand, um, you know, but it's all because she wanted to save a couple of bucks. So, you know, she took, you know, $18,000 off of her asking price uh, between, you know, asking price, seller assist and repairs, you know, so she came down, I don't know, 1820, we were more than willing to meet her like in the middle. So had she quote unquote, wasted the money to spend $4,500 on a, on a licensed realtor, that licensed realtor might've been able to save her eight to 10 grand. Well, I don't know how the math works in your head, Lou, but if I can pay <laughs> someone $4,500 to make me 8,000, I'm going to make that trade all day. So um, I just love saying that I have real world experience of just, Hey, I know you don't want to pay us, but at the end of the day, we might just be able to get you the most money for your house. Uh, you just got to look at it from a different angle. You know, we the the world we live in uh, is just become increasingly more detailed, more complicated, more nuanced, yep. and this is why you run into. Uh, it's people in specialty industries that shepherd people through all kinds of different things. It doesn't, it, it, this real estate is just one of many, many, many things. And many things that people did in the past now really require some sort of expert to kind of help them through it. And they're really not doing yourself any favors, Yep. <laughs> especially yep. right, Jason. This is like one of the, this is like what, like what, what, one of the absolute biggest uh, things that happen in your life is you buying a home. Yes. You know, unless you like a unless you're like a, a real estate investor and you're flipping houses or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're not doing that all that much. So it behooves you to have people because too, Jason, right? We've talked about this, how like like um regulations and stuff over the years sometimes change and you may not be unaware. That's why you have a real estate agent who can like, well, this is different now, blah, blah, blah. So just having you've got to have somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting because I just had a closing, you know, uh, earlier today. Now, in full disclosure, you know, we pre-record these episodes a couple of weeks ahead of time. So by the time this finally airs, this closing will have had a couple of weeks ago. But I was on the buyer side and uh, it, it was it was a nice little home. And um, the seller, when all things were said and done after her proceeds, uh, after her expenses and her closing costs were taken out, you know, she walked away from that closing with over two hundred thousand uh, dollars in net proceeds. Those are those are hers. And for a lot of people, that is a heavy portion of your retirement plan. You know, think about if you had an extra $200,000, you know, after you sell your current home, you know, if you want to retire, if you want to travel, if you want to, you know, make sure your kid's college education is paid for, if you want to make sure that your grandkids college education is paid for, I mean, your, your house is, you know, 
your biggest investment of your life. If it isn't, call me, you know, because I want to be your friend. <laughs> but, um, you know, for so many of us, it's it's the biggest investment in our lives. And for some of us, you know, that's, that's the one of three or four um, legs in a table in our retirement table that we've got set up. You know, don't entrust it to yourself. You know, don't, don't entrust that, you know, you can get yourself the most money because someone out there who does this professionally just might be able to get you a little bit more. And if they can get you five or $10,000 more and you live off of $2,500 a month, if that money's going to your retirement plan and they just saved you $10,000, isn't that four months earlier you get to retire? You know, if you, they can get you $10,000 more and you can retire four months earlier, isn't it worth it to pay somebody what they're worth? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And um, just, just, you know, why do you want all the headaches? Yep. <laughs> There's a, yep. a million other reasons, not even just financial reasons. Like you just heard that uh, the, the title company is going to be chasing you around and yep. you're going to have to deal with this. And Jason's going to be calling me and go, you know, try to take you through all kinds of things. that You have no idea what they're even talking about. Do you really want to that? And plus you plus on top of that, you're selling your house and you have to move and all. Really? <laughs> you know, yeah. You don't want somebody to help you with that? Yep. <clears throat> Sounds crazy. That's my opinion. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up today, Jason? Just two quick final thoughts uh, for buyers. Um, don't be turned off by FISBOs. If you're interested in looking at a FISBO, talk to your agent. It's still something they can work with. If they tell you they can't, um, I don't want to say they're lying, but it might be worth it to maybe look elsewhere, but you didn't hear that from me. Uh, for sellers, I'll just echo my sentiments from earlier. Don't be dumb enough to think you're smart enough to do this on your own. Hire someone to help you with the biggest asset of your life. All right. And on that, uh, I can't think of anything else to add. Uh, You've been listening to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast with your host, Jason Wilcox. My name is Lou Lombardi. You can reach out to Jason at 412-651-4638. That is 412-651-4638. That is his personal cell phone. So that means you can text as well if you're more comfortable doing that. You can also email Jason at jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. Remember, Jason wants to be your real estate advisor. Don't wait until like, oh, you know, I want to sell in three months. You know, if you're thinking about it down the road, this is the time to get somebody on your team to to build your team rather uh, for what you're going to be doing with this great big move you're about to make buying or selling or buying and selling a home. So get a hold of Jason and uh, he will absolutely be happy to guide you through the process, FISBO or not. You've been listening to the Really Real Estate podcast and we will catch you guys all next time. Thank you for hanging out and uh, have a great one.